listening to Good As Hell. I'm your host, John Rutherford. And I'm Rick Hampton. Less of a gap this week. I think you're getting I am. better I, and no, better No and matter better. how much we do it, I cannot quite switch on to the fact that I have to speak after you finish your I like the fact that you're not a host or like co-host. I'm just... Or well, you're, if, ju- you're just Rick You're just a guy. If I'm not going to re- uh, prepare anything ever, then I can't pretend to be a host. Do you want to introduce our guest this week? I want you to do roll call. Oh, oh roll call. Put, no, put, no put, put. I'm not singing it. But we've got a load of guests in, so we promised it. We promised it, therefore we delivered. Um, on the on the on the show this week, this is a live recorded episode. So apologies if there's a bit of background noise. Uh, deal with it. Um, uh, we've got we've got some guests. We've got uh, my my good friend Nick Potter. Oh, hi, guys. I Who uh, will be full of insightful <laughs> content such as that. Uh, we've got an old school friend of mine, Dave Hayward. Hello. There we go. We've got his lovely partner, Laura. Hey. We've got my mum. Hi. The infamous. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> the infamous Jennifer Hampton and uh, and Dad as well. There Hi we go. there. Good to hear. Yeah. Good. Solid contributions. Anyone else want to get on mic? Don't think you can like stand <laughs> as far away from the microphone as possible. Yeah. Good as hell's number one fan. J Cakes forty seven is in the building. Woo-hoo-hoo! And also a little happy birthday shout out to both Jane and Nick as well. Yeah. Are they related? Are they twins? Old as shit. Because they share a birthday. <laughs> that's how it yes. works, isn't it? Right? No, I don't think they're the same year though. Irish Mind twins. blown. <laughs> Irish twins. I looked I looked at your face. Yeah. Your eyes just the same day. Every <laughs> <day>. <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, uh, so there we go. What are we, what are we talking about today, John? Um, I've got almost nothing to talk about with you. Oh, um, good. Potter, you can tell us, you put a, a question to us on Facebook during the week regarding drinking bands uh, across yeah. the UK. Do you want to just set it up for us and tell we, us what's what? Yeah. The infographic. We, we, oh, we were looking at an infographic. Yeah. Um, the survey, so it's a survey by the Office of National Statistics, so it's fairly legit. The question was, and I don't know how big the sample size was, but it was, uh, did you have a drink in the past week? Uh, which in itself is a bit of an odd question to ask, but there you go. And I think the stats, have we got, do we know what the stats are? Yep. Uh, yep, yeah, yeah, got them, got them hot, immediately hang, to hang hand. Fire. Um, well, it was, uh, the, 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 they were colour-coded the areas of the UK. Yeah. Uh, and if it was like under 50%, then it was a pale grey, uh, ranging up to a dark blue if it was over like 68, 70%. Hmm. Um, and the lowest, the lowest area in the UK was Scotland. Oh, London. London. So sorry, followed sorry, sorry. Followed by Scotland, and then uh, the southwest was absolutely seventy percent. Yeah, yeah, was was light years ahead of the rest so of the UK in terms I of people who had a drink. Well, London's coming in at over sixty-eight like percent. Yeah, so London's coming in um, between zero and fifty percent, which is actually quite like a wide range. But that's the minimum. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the minimum. minimum but it's London. I mean, you know, they're very joyless people, of course. They're <laughs> miserable, you know. soulless. They're, they they spend no all one their has money any on friends houses. on their housing and childcare and childcare. Yeah. So that's those Sometimes they dream about you know what would happen if they just never woke up, oh. uh, just walking directly into the John, sea. Where, John, where do you live? Uh, I live in London. <laughs> John, uh, what's uh, what's Scotland coming in at? Scotland's coming How's in at between fifty and fifty-six percent. Cannot Ludicrous. be lower than the southwest. Five percent more than London. How is this possible? I, this I is the know. office. It's the hot, but the best thing is like the rest of the UK is broken up into. Well, no. So England is broken up into like ten different areas, 
Wales and Scotland, you're on your own. You got one uh, each, and you share it between. Yeah. Do you think that's? Do you think that's? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it brings the we, number down. We, yeah, if we had, if we had just Glasgow in there. No, if you had Glasgow in it there, would be it would bright be bright red. Yeah. They're responsible for it being fifty to fifty-six percent because everyone else had the week off in yeah. Scotland. And then, knowing this question was coming up, everyone else went, "Look, and Glasgow, I'm going to do it." And what's the uh, southwest coming south-west in? Southwest coming out at over sixty-eight percent. They don't specify how much over. So we're the drunkest. League table, top yeah. of the league table. The is that hypothesis. Something to be though, proud of? No. Oh, well, yeah, you're right. The Go hypothesis on. Is, is that actually it's probably everyone's even keel across the UK. Mm-hmm. They just happened to ask people from the southwest during, you know, maybe there was like the Somerset cider and pasty scuffle <laughs> festival happening. So the week everyone before. had been drinking. So everyone in Somerset, yeah. as is their legal obligation, yeah. Yeah, is, yeah. you know. They were on that side of things. Sure. Yeah, I mean it's thirsty work hunting, which is down. So yeah. 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 no, I think it's the um, desperately hold on to your dead language. <laughs> I think it's whoever asked the questions may have been um, like a non-native English speaker. So they've gone up to Scotland and said to someone, "Oh, can I just ask you? We're doing a thing. I do a questionnaire. Um, have you had a drink in the last week?" And they went, "No." I haven't had a drink in the last week. <laughs> and then as yeah. they drink it from a tea, walking away, the person's gone, no, that person hasn't. Uh, I bought a buck first. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we have to interrogate what drink means to the three cultures. Well, I, I've had a drink. Well, I haven't had a drink drink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not drunk. There's, there's shades of drink. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so flawed methodology. I think the fact that we, uh, that we the Southwest produces all of the buck first. Uh, but sells 90% of it in Scotland. Also, I mean, you know, I don't feel like that's taken into account, really. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone who drinks Buckfast outside of Scotland, is there? Have you ever drunk Bucky? No. They they sell it in my local shop, but I have not seen (laughs) anyone buy it. Uh, Tom's suggestion before he left earlier was we should should try really horrendous drinks on the podcast and review them. Mm. I'm not, I don't think we need any more. Okay. I don't think we need any more. I've had Bucky though. It's a bit like it's the red wine equivalent of Red Bull. It's it's fucking savage. It's got like it's got like seventy five percent of your recommended daily allowance of caffeine intake in every you know like quarter shot or whatever, and it's just like like ten percent red wine as well. So I don't know who it's targeted. It's targeted yeah. at homeless tonic wine. People. Yeah. yeah, tonic wine, fortified <laughs> wine. Yeah, it does. It does make you think, though, that if tenants can keep afloat based on sales from homeless people, like, that's incredible. I mean, yeah. that, that is an indictment of austerity, if ever there was one. I read an article... That entire businesses can just stay afloat on the suffering of, you know... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I read the underclasses. When I was at university, when I was at Farnham doing um, art, I read, a, like, a, an article from a, the graphic designer who's responsible for the can design for... Um, Tenants, what's it called? What's the, the gold? Super, super, yeah, super tenants. The, the gold one, it's like golden burgundy. No, tenants is the blue one. What's the what's the gold? Fucking hell, John. What's the gold one called? <laughs> the gold it's one. It's all the same. What? It's like super strength lager. Yeah. Gold can. Not tenants. Super strength. It's alright, we can edit bits out. It's fine. <laughs> this is every week, is me going, what's that thing called? Ah. Uh, no, it's none of these. Come on, what's the one? big one? It's super strong. Well, it literally says gold on it. <laughs> I think that's probably the Tennis problem. Gold, probably. No, yeah. it's the it's the most famous one. Kettle. 
No, Kestrel is special brew. Special brew. No, 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 that's Carlsberg. Carlsberg special special brew. Yeah. So what's the tenants one called then? Tenants. Tenants is also one, but it's got like four X's. I'm going to have to reintroduce the idea. So when I was at university, every week we have to do this. When I was behind the kimono. When I was at university, so I read an article from the guy who um, designed the can for Special Brew, and he designed it specifically for pissheads to find in a supermarket. So it's a different, it's tonally, like colour palette is completely different from any of the other cans in like the, on oh the same shelving God. unit. And the writing is giant and takes up them like yeah, most yeah. of the can, and it's like on a white background. So you're just like. <laughs> Just staring down the barrel of your arm, like trying to work out, and eventually, like enough things will click into place. So it's built for homeless people Drunks. to be drunk in front of and oh, be able to equally find, which is depressing. That's not the one. It's capitalism. Yeah. By that note, then you know the uh, the Tesco, what the value brand, where yeah. it's literally a white can and it just says beer on it. Yeah, I think that's Surely only like that two percent be... though, isn't it? Ah, well there you go. No one wants to drink that shit. No one. <laughs> Is that an ultra session ale? Yeah. Well, there we go. Um, Tesco's deliberately built their value thing across the across the. Um, we talk about your fucking hat. I can't think you seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I like my hat because my hat's saying like, if I got my hat on, I'm like, hey, maybe that guy's got hair on under underneath that hat. You maybe look like a golfer on. from the 1920s. <laughs> Fuck off, Indiana Jones. <laughs> Yeah. Oh exactly Christ! Right. Yeah, he's one of them. I'm the um, I'm the brother-in-law that got the uh-huh. sister knocked up, who's a communist. Uh-huh. I like the bowler. Oh, right, okay. yeah. Bowler hats because the they didn't used to wear cowboy hats in the West. They used to wear bowler bowlers. Hats. Yeah. yeah. So John's taken to wearing a Peaky Blinders-esque paperboy hat. I went uh, indoors. I think that's baker. I just ah whatever. Pa- I say paperboy. Oh, Baker Boy. Baker Boy. Baker Boy. That's such a Baker Boy. I like it. <laughs> How many shoes have you shined this week? <laughs> yeah. I've, I've shined one pair of shoes. The Peaky Blinders don't need to be quite smartly dressed and look quite trendy. He's wearing a Gant USA shirt, mate. What do you mean? He's, he, uh, he looks more like someone, a small boy should be following around going... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that's a reference to. <laughs> Dave, get on a mic, for fuck's sake, screaming into the abyss. Uh, as in the Baker Boy. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Fine. I like my hat. Oh, you're in a uh, bread it kept, it kept my, um, Hey, when I was, uh, I don't know if you've heard, but I was doing a bit of the old volunteer work for a, uh, <laughs> for, a, food, a for a food bank. Uh, it was snowing that weekend. I needed a hat to keep warm in the in the freezing tundra. I had to I had to do the uh, reference for John to get a job volunteering at a food bank, and it it's was not a job. It was a uh, it was a volunteer role. Yeah, thank was you. it? I I I was not truthful. <laughs> what did you put in that? I I said you are honest, upstanding. Uh, <laughs> A excellent member of society who will have a lot to bring to your thingy and you know that you had that you had plenty of uh, moral fibre yeah and all that stuff and I do I don't know mate I do because they keep me interested Jenny I tell you I, as long as I'm kept interested I'm a nice person I'm a good I and if too, you're not and if you're not kept interested guy then I'm ruinous <laughs> 
Now I have to burn the place down. I didn't. I see. That's what I didn't include on your reference. Hmm. Well. You see, now I have done plenty of volunteer work at yeah, home shelters and at food banks. <laughs> Not once have I been asked for a reference. Do you think <laughs> they saw John and just thought we maybe just yeah, yeah. check? <laughs> yeah. We need to get it out there. Yeah, we need to make sure he's not some kind of lunatic, uh, which I think is probably fair enough. We got some big Ten- tenant super. Thanks, tenant super. <laughs> God's sake! <laughs> I've had I've had two battles Bad. with Jim today around Bad, Googling you know you things. Can, you can't rewind. You know that. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Jane, can you jump in on the mic for a second, please? Yeah, come on. Uh, I've got a couple of questions for you. You can eat crisps at the same time if you want. It's fine. Can you eat yeah. directly into the microphone, people? Because everybody who's here who's going to be listening to it later. <laughs> um, uh, how was the Harry Potter show? Best thing I've ever seen. Ah, dreamy. Amazing. Like Jane. it was actual magic. Yeah. Some things I can't work out how they did like magic, real magic. Like what? Real tell, magic. Tell, just like, a... oh no, you get a badge. I'm not allowed to say anything. What do you mean? It just says don't what? share the secret. What secret? <laughs> of the what happened? Is it a stage? Is it a stage show? Yeah. Yeah. It's a different book. She wrote a different book. So what is the what? Can, what can there possibly it's be other different... than lights and wires? No. Oh, oh they're actually no, flying. No, 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 no. no. Oh, but, right. So I uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there, there was a which I, again I'm not allowed to talk about. There's a, there's a stage <laughs> show called Ghost Stories. It's recently been made into a film. Oh yeah. 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 And if you go, friend of ours was the cameraman. Oh really? Yeah. What? Anyway, what? Mark Ball. Oh, okay. We can. We're, we can say his name. He's oh, not yeah, the yeah. person that's given us the inside line. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> He's not a character. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Hampton. <laughs> I mean, Tim. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so in the, in the stage show, the, the guy who produced it is, a, is Darren Brown's um, mm-hmm. like producer. He's uh, Andy Nyman, a guy called Andy Nyman. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. He, he invented Actor. You know, Darren Brown. Darren Brown. The actual Darren Brown. Darren or Darren? Darren. Darren, Darren Brown. Yeah. Darren Brown yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so he built this. He built the play. A lot of the like the moments in it are built in the same way as he builds magic tricks, so that you get that kind of feeling of how the fuck have they just done that thing? Mm. You see someone like disappear behind a wall, but then they come out from like behind you and stuff like that. It's very clever. Yeah. Oh, good. It was good stuff movie. like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. In the play. Like, right, yeah. right. So it's magic. And you're sworn to secrecy. Yeah. Jane, you've been a Harry Potter fan. Oh, massive. The biggest. <laughs> Do you not feel it's a bit like politics-wise? It's like it's not a great thing. To <laughs> what, like Voldemort? Bad, Harry, Harry Potter's got bad politics. Yeah, yeah. you've yeah. got you've got effectively all the good kids. <laughs> you know, you got you got this. You got like uh, like a racial caste system. So you've got like the magic users and the muggles, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and the the range of um, opinions in the magic user community is between like a kind of um, what's the phrase, noblesse, uh, no, I can't remember, like 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 a um, obligation to be nice to them or to like use them as slaves and kill them, <laughs> and that's like there's no like, could we include them in the conversation? Could we maybe like? Extend the franchise to muggles. I'm a fucking muggle, Jane. <laughs> I want to be included in the political system. And then it's all around pissing slavery, pissing uh, private education. It's public yeah. school, the book. Yeah. It's public school, the book. It's built around. You, and you, I went to public school. It just it's, mirrors it's, real life. It's bad, po- it's bad politics, yeah? But don't ruin 
Don't ruin it. book of yeah. politics. <laughs> we didn't care when she we were growing up. Yeah. <laughs> and she's a JK turf. Rowling. Yeah, she's, a cunt. she's a turf. Yeah. What trans is that exclusionary mean? radical feminist. She doesn't believe trans people are real women. She's like, nah. Women are women. Trans people oh, really? aren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That surprises me. Ooh. Nah, she's a proper she's yeah, a proper she's like blue lit labour, yeah. like she's yeah, yeah. she's centrist scum. Yeah. Come the revolution. <laughs> she'll be writing the gulag, writing out the next <laughs> seven books. That's all she's got to look forward to. Banging out the books for us. Cause we want to read more because we've all read them, we all enjoyed them, Jane. I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> and the audio books. <laughs> Can we separate the author from the text? Yeah, like Woody Allen. Yeah. His, no, work, his, his work is shit and he molests kids so it can't be all bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, no. Well there we go. I hope you had a good birthday, Jane. I did. <laughs> when are you starting your cake stand? Well, now I've got... Well, actually, it's a toss-up between Gatto Blaster over here playing mm, good music, naming cakes after like... Gatto Blaster. I don't know, songs or yeah. like the Rolling yeah. Scones. Makes nice. Food. And uh, what oh. else do we get? Flapjack Johnson. Bit uh, of a, like a who because he's yeah. he anymore. Anymore? That's good. <laughs> no, I, think <laughs> you just, I think that's just run the show for the next that's, half an hour. Yeah, yeah. Jane Cakes 47 has gone right out the window then. That is much better. <laughs> Gatto Blaster. <laughs> Shit. Well, there is a, <laughs> there is a band called Cake. No, it, no, it's not pun though, is it? No. I mean, you've got cream as well. <laughs> right, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but what are you going to call your cake? Just cake. This one's called Cake. That's modern. That's <laughs> that, right. That's that's modern branding. You call it cake, and you put a full stop at the end in capital letters. Cake. People in love Helvetica. Yeah. In Helvetica. In Helvetica. You yeah. reduce the curling it just slightly. Me, it just makes me think of. Uh, it just makes me think of uh, Brass Eye when they've got the new drug called cake. And it's like it's like the, <laughs> yeah, it's the size big. of a cake. Yeah. It's the new party drug, and you have to swallow it whole. Cried himself, and it cried all of the yeah, moisture out of his body. It's the, it's the they, yeah, it's where they get Noel Edmonds to talk about it, and they're like, uh, they give him an auto cue to read, and he's like, "Cake affects the part of the brain known as Shatner's bassoon," <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, dead deadpan reading this out on camera. Yeah, oh, I love that show. Can we cut in some uh, brass eye? Yeah, they had <laughs> they, they had a he run a fake campaign called nonce sense <laughs> and he got like phil collins in in the studio going and i'm talking nonce sense <laughs> oh, amazing ah oh, good well there we go uh anyone else want a little wait a minute i'm looking up cake what puns. You? you're looking up cake puns this is what we talked about, my one bit of criticism that I've ever given you. It's me constantly. Received, received very badly was you constantly looking on your phone. Do you know what? I've completely forgotten what that criticism was as well. I've just banged it out of my mind. James. It's like, would they know it? No, no. It needs to be straight up. Drizzle Rascal. Drizzle Rascal, yeah. There's so many, honestly. Musicians and cake puns. Yeah. Good. Perfect, so when, yeah. when Jane? Well, we said, it, we said it can be. We said it can be. Um, Jane's cakes forty seven presents Gatto, Bla Gatto blasters. I feel like that's like an album. Yeah, that's a, it's, yeah, it's your mixtape. Nice, nice. Yeah, and like, all of the like a white hip hop star is that what you just said I can be dressed like a white hip hop star well like snow or vanilla ice we talked about my haircut snow wasn't white. Of course he was. Snow was. <laughs> dude, the guy who Snow. Dude, yes. Yes. 
Why do you think he was called Snow? snow? Was white as I snow. just thought he was absolutely a black guy. I just realised as I said that I was like, I've never ever seen him. I was. I, he's I had a white to, Canadian guy. I had to Wikipedia. He's a white Canadian guy. He grew up in a district um, which had a lot of Jamaican immigrants, yeah. and that's why you know, it's always he the excuse. Busting <laughs> was Snow White. I, love makes, it. I mean, I like, think it might have been ironic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. Good. Good. It was not. I saw a picture earlier of a dog. My internet, my computer's just completely broken. It's just not working. Dogs versus puppies. Oh yeah, what was that about last week? I dog versus a, child. So oh, we've got. Hold on, we've got a couple of things there to talk about. Dog, dogs versus children. Yeah. Uh, what's better? What should you definitely have? A dog. Or what should you not? A dog. Yeah, and as a parent, you're qualified to say. I think. I'd say yeah. I'd replace both my children with dogs. I'd miss yeah. them, but fine. I would have dogs. So it'd be good. Fine. <laughs> yeah, fine. There we go. So, cool. Well, that's the end of that one. Then. <laughs> we took a straw poll. The answer was dogs. Um, we're gonna Nick. You're gonna enjoy this one actually. David, you're a cricket fan. <laughs> anyone around this table then, like cricket? Then definitely Nick. You're gonna. I've have been to talk waiting about this for one. this moment. For years. <laughs> Fucking Aussies. Tell, tell me about why there's such vitriol. Like why? Right. I, cause right. Is it because it's oh gentleman's God. game horseshit? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Is? Gentleman's game. For the last ten years, the uh, Australian cricket team have uh, been, you know, amazing on the field. But they have built this dismissive, like just horrible rules breakers. They break rules, don't they? Well, they do. But they they renegades. I mean, like, they've got really up their own asses in the past 10 years. Like, um, the sledging that we received and the attack by what, the what press. What sledging? Uh, that's just on trash field talk. trash talk. Trash talk. Trash talk. Called mate. sledging. John so, you know, you say, like, I'll be you a good know. Sh- mate, that is your trash talk. Because uh, I'm, I'm good at trash talk and I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nick. Sorry. No, no, no. So anyway, the, the the Australian Test cricket team have like for the past basically ten years, you know, really built up a reputation for being just assholes, absolute assholes against the spirit of the sport. And recently, they got involved in a ball tampering scandal. Yeah. Three of their most nice. prominent, well, two of the most prominent uh, team players, <laughs> um, uh, have been banned for a year. By yeah. uh, the uh, Australian Cricketing Board, fair um, judgment for yeah, because they literally took sandpaper onto the pitch and tried to uh, rough up one side of the ball with sandpaper. Yeah, in a premeditated, organised fashion. They talked about it before the test, and they had you know three of their. What you, can I involved. first thing? Oh, go on, Jane. Go on. What does so, Chris good question, Moore. Jane. When uh, when you throw a ball that has you know equal just on both sides, it will just you know travel. Um, if you rough up one side of the ball, the wind resistance causes it to uh, basically move through the air. Curve. Uh, so you keep one side shiny and you keep the other side rough, and then it will basically fool the batsman um, in uh, like using what's called reverse swing because it swings late in the delivery, so the batsman has very little time to react to it. But that happened. Yeah. Does that happen naturally to the ball during a game, though? Yes, yes, it does. So, so there's a huge thing in cricket about getting the new ball, because um, the ball gets more and more roughed up as the game progresses, to the point where you know the seam's so rough that when it hits the surface of the pitch, it will bounce in unpredictable ways. 
which favours spinners, but uh, when you get the new ball, that actually favours pace bowlers. Yeah. So um, you bring in different bowlers at different times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so the so condition of the ball has a massive impact. So, for, so which two, is why this things. is such a big issue. For, first one, um, uh, Australian cricket team. You know, we're trying to cheat. Fine, stupid, right? Fucking why? They they took tape with with sand on it. He had it down his trowel. Like like electrical tape with sand on the back of it. And I was like, why didn't they? Why didn't they? Why didn't it? It was it was yeah, yellow sandpaper. electrical tape. Yeah, it was sand. It was sandpaper. Sand yeah. And presumably because they thought that would be easier than than having dignity than a piece of sandpaper, I'll a put, tiny I'll square of sandpaper a, glued to your fucking yeah, finger. finger. Are they stupid? Well, right. they anyway, do it bulk, right. so in this modern age of HD cameras, mm. you know, you can't get away with that shit. That's why they got bite. I've got a better question. I've got um, a better question. And the other no, I'm going to go in now. You've had your chance, dickhead. Um, is this the first time that they've done it, or is this the first time that they've got caught? Very good question, John. There were uh, There was camera footage of Cameron Bancroft, who was responsible for the ball tampering in this occasion, back in the ashes when we went over there in the winter, uh, pocketing certain substances, possibly sugar, yeah. into oh, okay. his pocket before <laughs> <laughs> uh, before before he went on pitch, um, sugar is banned in cricket. I <laughs> 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 oh, shit you not. It's tea. banned because again, it can use to change the condition of the ball. Because again, you just need to change the condition of one side of the ball to create the Coriolis effect that causes the, the spin. spin. Yeah, Coriolis yeah. effect. Maybe I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, some spin effect. Yeah, some weird shit. Isn't that like the curvature of the earth? Yeah, yeah. Sniping, something else. Sorry, I, I got my wires crossed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounded well dope, but yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, but the thing is, is that English players, uh, like pretty much every single cricketing team has been uh, punished at some point for ball tampering. This is not something that's isolated to the Australian cricket team. Um, it's just that, right, and this goes back to my original point, the Aussies got so up their own arse and so rude and kind of unsportsmanlike and so egotistical over the past 10 years they thought they could get the, the reason like when this happened it just brought them back down to earth it reminded them how much all the other cricketing nations fucking hate their guts yeah, yeah. for their shitty attitude and they're Australian and, and yeah. yeah and you know being half Australian it's a very emotional subject for me but like that's the thing don't even go there yeah. also also, uh, also but, what, is anyone surprised that the Australians were cheating is my other question. Well, the thing is, the baggy green, wearing the green hat for Australia is the utmost, like, thing in sports. It's one of the most respectable things. The, the, the pinnacle of sports. Like being an all-black like in being New given, Yeah, being an all-black, you know. Being given the baggy green is one it's of the highest bad. sporting honours you can receive. It has a legacy and a history. And by ball tampering in such an overt and premeditated way, they have basically undermined what it means to wear the baggy green. So, of course... So, I disagree. <laughs> yes. Good. Here we go. So, it's you have lovely. to draw the line between what is cheating and what is gamesmanship. Now, at it's the end of the day, gamesmanship, right? At the Trash end of the day, what um, Freddie Flintoff and many other English cricketers have admitted to in the past is sucking Murray mints yes. whilst they're playing and then wiping their minty saliva over the surface of the ball to have the opposite effect of rubbing sandpaper over the ball that makes it smooth yeah, yeah what you want is one side smooth balance. one yeah, side yeah. rough so what they're saying is you're bringing an, a foreign object onto the pitch in order to interfere with the ball yes now 
a mint is something that arguably you could just ah, be. Bye, Darcy. Bye-bye. Bye. Nice to see you. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> bye to Jasmine as well. Bye. 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 <laughs> and, so, and so a mint is something that you could arguably bring onto the pitch by accident. You um, have forgot to think when you came back on. Yeah. Well, and you still have it in your mouth, whereas something that you've hidden literally in your underpants and is yeah, not yeah. something that you intend to eat later <laughs> is arguably harder to justify as, as yeah. something that isn't intentionally interfering with the game. Sure. But then how do you relate ball tampering in cricket to something like diving in football? So yeah. at what point does diving become cheating and at what point is diving just gamesmanship? when you might have felt contact but you go down inexplicably because the contact didn't justify you rolling over nine times and clutching your throat as if you'd been yeah. stabbed stabbed yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and at what you know and, and then and so you've not been caught you've rolled or dived and you've been given a penalty for your team and you score a goal and that has grossly affected the outcome of the match yeah. You know, is that very different to what the Australian team were doing? I think with for the me, I think for me, uh, why why I feel it's slightly different um, uh, is two things. First of all, I feel like everybody does think that diving is an arsehole thing to do, and they are trying to clamp down on it a bit more. And you can get like, like you know, after the match, if they review it, video review it, and someone's seen to be diving, then they can like issue like you know yellow cards or fines or whatever post match um but the other thing is and it's what we kind of touched on a minute ago is like cricket's deemed a very different game it's a it's a, a gentleman's sport if you will and if it was and if we got to this point in football where every nation on the planet had 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 stopped diving because the punishments were severe and because everyone frowned upon it so much and one country continued to dive then this the reaction might be similar okay which i agree with but then I would argue that a true gentleman's sport is rugby and what you what you don't get in rugby because the rules are enforced not just by a referee yeah. but by third party officials who are watching on a television screen and you yeah. can go back and you can review things yeah. is that when there are indiscretions in a ruck or a mall or any situation in play yeah. where somebody has broken the rules you retrospectively come back very quickly to address that issue yeah. and then everything moves forward. So if somebody cheats or if somebody inadvertently breaks the rules, yeah. then the game stops and you go back to the point where the indiscretion occurred. And you do have situations where um, if you take um, not the Six Nations but the World Cup that came beforehand, you have players questioning the referee on mm. what the rules are because they're so complicated they actually don't understand the game that they're playing. Yeah. Um, but they're going to the referee to challenge and question what it might be, but doing so in a way that means they're being respectful and the game can carry on at the pace which it's being conducted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is a gentleman's sport where people are playing a, you know, a rough, brutal contact sport, Yeah. but the rules are enforced in such a way that means if somebody is cheating or is doing something to interfere with the course of the game... Mm it can't happen and it's penalised immediately and rectified. So is the problem with the Australian player who bought the sandpaper or tape, he argues that it was yellow tape, out of 
his pants to rub on the ball. Yep. Or or is it with the fact that the game hasn't modernised to catch that kind of thing? Well, do you not think or, the umpire would have? If the umpire had seen it, then he would have done something. Okay, he? but if the umpire had the ability to be contacted by a third official off the pitch and said, listen, we have seen this. Yeah. This is our decision. You need to penalise this. And he could have addressed it. Yeah. But equally, his argument is that it was not his decision. There was what he termed, in his own words, a senior leadership team within the Australian cricket community who had instructed him to do this. Now, he's a, a relatively junior player, and he was carrying out their instructions. So they came to the decision saying, this is what, you want, this is what we want you to do yeah. in order to gain an advantage in this game. Yeah. And he had the choice of either saying yes, okay, and staying in the team, yeah. or saying no and effectively jeopardising his cricketing career. Yeah, which he did do, didn't he? So what we're saying, well, that's why they just langed him. It's, uh, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's why they kicked his ass, and yeah. that's why they're not playing yeah. cricket for another year because they they just yeah yeah like, I think, they got I taken to school. They, maybe they Boss should. Fault. I, I, Boss I, fault. Yeah, I agree, Dave. Maybe that maybe they should have a, a way of monitoring the like the play more closely. But um, you know. You, there, there should be a, like in a whole dearth of other sports there, sh there should be uh, more 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 closely monitored uh, play or whatever um, but I think they're, they're, I think I still think the reaction is is reasonable I actually agree I think it's one of the few occasions where cheating in sports the reaction is reasonable I think it's a very different situation to something like drug cheating like doping where I think in most sports have them up to the fucking eyeballs in whatever they can get their hands on because I want to see those bastards run as quickly as they can. Yeah, yeah there is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, I want to see them off his nuts. On the side of maniac on the bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just, and everyone else is on roids as well. Can we make... <laughs> no, there's talk, there's talk about we... doing an Olympics where yeah. there's no drug testing. I would watch that. I'd watch that twice I mean, it wouldn't be the Olympics. Yo, if they did an Olympics where everyone's just hyped on drugs. Yeah, yeah. amazing. On, be great. I want to see what happens. I mean, I think you get a load of people having heart attacks at the end of the 100 metres, but... I mean that's their choice. Well, no, I but but I do think like I think like safe uh, safe drug taking, so steroids for example. Like, so I watch a lot of, as you know, my favourite sport is the UFC. Is, is really? mixed martial arts. Then you've ever heard touched on that. On the but show, yeah. the um, the <laughs> so the UFC has gone has gone through a reckoning with um, with cheating in the form of drug taking in recent years. So to, for it to become a uh, a more like. Uh, uh, a better recognised sport. It went through um, a major anti-doping program. So they brought in USADA, US anti-doping, a uh, <laughs> I don't know. authority. Maybe I don't know. Association. There we go. Um, and uh, and they basically have reduced the instances of um, people getting caught a hell of a lot. Um, but they've also reduced the kind of the stuff that would normally fall outside of. Um, being guaranteed that person has taken X, Y, and Z drug, but we're pretty sure that they're on something, but we can't prove it at this point as well. So, like test like um, testosterone variants, for example, like is generally a good indicator that somebody's cycling off. Um, so you look at their base level testosterone, you look at their testosterone. How do you how do you determine their testosterone levels? Do they have to take like they, checks? They're having stuff? yeah, basically they're having blood and uh, urine tests, uh, randomized blood, blood and urine tests, much more random than something like. Premier League football or NBA, NFL, um, but the problem is, is that um, there's also now a lot more instances of injury because uh, most people that were using drugs in um, in the UFC weren't using performance-enhancing drugs to enhance their in-ring performance. 
they were using performance enhancing drugs to enhance their ability to train it's a very injurious sport you've got a lot of um like muscle like damage to muscles through constant overtraining because you have to train so many different aspects of it it's not just as simple as i do a strength and conditioning and i do one form of technical training you're doing two or three technical sessions a day on top of your standard strength and conditioning programs mm. um, and, it, and, it's, and it's spoiling the sport so i, think I want similar, those guys off their nuts as well i think it's similar it's similar to like it because in basketball there's a there's a big thing about um human growth hormone in like young prospects mm. so they so they pump them full of hgh when they're 14 uh, you know and by the time they've completely come through puberty and plus five six seven years there's no there's no trace of HGH in their system but they're six foot nine and 18 stone of pure muscle <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I went wrong there's like enough human growth hormone I could have you been didn't... seven foot two <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so it's you know I don't know but they don't—they don't seem. You never hear of a drug scandal in the NBA. Yeah, because their testing regimes are intelligence tests. They want their—they want their um, players. It's same in the NHL, uh, NFL. The only time you get tested yeah. in the NFL is if you get caught doing drug, like drug drugs, like weed, cocaine, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then you go into a more stringent testing plan. But the testing plan in the and NBA baseball, and baseball the NFL, is rife, isn't it? P- yeah. Baseball pitchers. Are but it should be. I want to see people hitting bingers. I don't want to see them. <laughs> Looking tired. Hitting thing bingers. Yeah. Hitting bingers. Dingers. 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 I can't remember Hitting what the term bingers. is. That, that term, the only way that's in my brain is because of Mark McGuire in The baseball, Simpsons. Baseball. <laughs> who wants to read these statistics or who wants to see me hit some dingers? <laughs> Baseball's very interesting. I've just gotten into this season. I watched the Cubs because now I have an affiliation in Chicago with family out there. Sure. I watched the Cubs opening game. Nice. Right. Uh, Ian Happ just knocked a home run on the first pitch. It was pretty exciting stuff. But, like, they've got dudes who are, like, 40 and massively overweight pitching, like, fast 90-mile, 98-mile-an-hour fastballs. Just injecting steroids into their arm. That's it. Arm and shoulder. They've got, like, one giant right arm. This this withered (laughs) left arm. It's fucking great. But it's why you don't get, like, doping in cricket because you can't take a drug that makes you better for standing around in a field for 12 hours a day. There's there's not really stamina issues, are there? um, It's more focus Well, strength strength is... Is, is largely well it's not largely irrelevant it's mechanical irrelevant, strength it's but not like, like technique yeah. is yeah. Yeah. yeah but if you're a bowler then you can take drugs that help you recuperate from the yeah. stress yeah. of yeah. For sure, yeah. for sure, for of bowling yeah. at, you know 100 120 miles an hour yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like like 100 yeah. times a day yeah. you know like that's it's mental but the um i was going to actually say that nick uh, about the the baseball thing um like baseball pitching is mental like the like the, there's no you know uh, the speed at which they pitch fastballs and when they, you know, curveballs and all that kind of stuff, and the, the actual movement in the air is is crazy, like a really good pitcher. But they, they, if the if the ball if the baseball hits the floor or it hits the bat, then they they get a new ball instantly. The umpire behind the behind the batter has got a, a has a got bag, a big load, a, yeah. a huge ball bag, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ready to pop, chock full of chock full of balls, um, and yeah, and he just they just ping them out. They must get through hundreds of yeah, balls because every game. they felt the thing so, is. I mean, that's the thing. You With baseball, cricket? your chances of actually getting to first base are like one in three or less usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's just like foul balls going to the crowd constantly, like people fighting like feral animals <laughs> over, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like robbing balls from children. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. they just we'd, need that ball because <laughs> it's, you know we'd all do it. Yeah, yeah. but uh, the, 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 with with cricket, the they want the ball to 
de to degenerate yes. to an extent because you want the tactical interest of uh, you know when we bring in our spin bowlers because they add a different dimension because otherwise it literally is just some. Well, I mean, yeah, cricket is already fucking boring, <laughs> even more boring. Good job, yeah, yeah. Good job. We've only spent twenty-five minutes yeah. talking about no, it, and no one gives a yeah. shit. And honestly, yeah. no one's listening because everyone who's listening is sat around this table. <laughs> Our fan base even, is here. Even your mum. <laughs> she, she wanted to She's hear gone. how the sausage was made. Yeah. She's gone. <laughs> sausage? Um, so so let, let me ask this question then. I think something we can universally agree is that the problem with Premier League football is that there's not enough money. <laughs> so I've had this thought, which is that one of the ways that we can introduce more money so that you know teams like Chelsea can get a leg up <laughs> is that um you think that's a dig i don't support any football team there i haven't supported chelsea since they kicked out chelsea legend roberto Di Matteo four months after he won the fucking champions league i hate football i also think that it's um, okay it, i also think it's anti my politics to support a specific football team the correct judgment political judgment is to support players individual players in the hope that they get the most money they physically can so you're a tennis fan no i i like um i like UFC mixed <laughs> so, I don't know whether you know. Uh, so, so we can cut that bit out, right? So, <laughs> so my proposal is that obviously the best way to introduce more money into Premier League football in is to introduce more drugs. Ooh. And what I would like to propose is that we revolutionise the yellow and red card system instead by letting drug companies sponsor the Premier League for millions and millions of pounds per season and yellow and red cards being replaced by pills in either a yellow or a red capsule nice. that have various outcomes. Side effects, yeah. So, like, <laughs> Can I be you have... randomised? Yeah, so, you, right. yeah, exactly. So, they're, they're, so, so they're, they're, they're completely randomised, but First one pill, and, and they're time-delayed as well. So you don't know whether the pill you're taking is going to take effect in 30 seconds or 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And so one of them might just, like, stop your arms from working, which sounds like... You know, it wouldn't be too much of an imp impediment. But no, have you not seen? Have you yeah. not seen Ace Ventura yeah. when he gets the darts <laughs> in the arms? And he's, Precisely. And his arms are or, or, or what if one of the pills just made you hallucinate wildly <laughs> for the next thirty seconds, but you have no idea when it's going to come in? Like, what do we think about? about this I'm, I'm I actually 100%. genuinely think that there's a really good idea for um, like if, if I was an Olympics on drugs yeah, it's, it's going to be no but if you went like if you went okay so we want people we want people to um, be to buy specific performance because the problem is is we don't actually have performance enhancing drugs in the mainstream I'm not taking performance enhancing drugs. What? Whoa! Uh, I want to be. What about your burgeoning UFC career? I want to be <laughs> off. Hold on. But I want to be able to take. Hold a on, pill. John. John. Yeah. So you could take like HGH to be better at spreadsheets. Yeah. Or something. Well, no, know, just like, to be in off the my nut on HGH. Like I, I was looking at my Facebook, um, like words per minute. Whatever. Up by two. <laughs> whatever it's called, like when you look at Facebook from a year ago, whatever like that. And five years ago, I asked the question: Memories. Was H to H me? going too far and I would be I'd be I, if I could get I'm struggling to find anything. someone that will regularly sell me weed John, like, I want to be able to go <laughs> to the end of the road and get so many I want to get all the steroids I want to be the size of a house I want to be injecting you, you know like those guys that were injecting late, silicon like, straight oh. into their CMBs to have just a giant yeah, amorphous yeah, 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 lump yeah, yeah. of bollocks that's what you're after I want that but with muscles all over my body yeah 
Oh, you know that stuff that they actually inject into yeah, it's like silicon, yeah. No, I don't want to say, I want working. My, I want to, one day, I want to pick somebody up above my head who angers me and I want to tear them in half. <laughs> and I can't, you can't, I don't do go to the gym. Yeah. You can't have been going, to, you can't, have, you have, like, HGH doesn't work like that. It's not, it's not like the incredible I know, but I want, I want, wait, I want that. But I want it sponsoring the Premier League so that I'm going, oh, fuck, I was supposed to go and get that stuff. Charlie, can you put it on the can you put it on Isabel's uh, chalkboard in the kitchen? Go and buy the Hulk drug so you can rip that person specifically in half. Maybe we should be developing the Hulk drug. Kai Rooney <laughs> is just torn into the stands and thousands of people are dead. And I want what he's on. <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah. I um yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's how it works, Sean. I think, I think Dave Hayward was right, but not for nothing. Dave, if you ask a fucking another question on my podcast again, I'm going to make you wait in the garden, all right? <laughs> <laughs> You're showing me up. <laughs> Good. So acid tabs for yellow cards. Yes. Good. Speed for free kicks. Yeah. Uh, MDMA I, I for I, I like the end of the first like, half. I like the random though, so you don't know how it's going to affect you. No, I like, I like the idea of having so you, so of having you up as early, and then by the <laughs> final whistle, they all just smoke in. They all like, just like, sat around in the centre yeah. circle, yeah. Yeah. but like cross yeah. cross legged. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Holding like, hands. I think the one thing that is missing from football is Loving random power ups. Like computer games have got exactly right, random power ups. That's why gaming fun. is the premier entertainment platform <laughs> of the modern age. It's like, you know, it's it, the sports are this kind of, you know, it's. Esports. Uh, <laughs> Esports. E oh my right? god, like, right, there are, there are like billions of people. There are Korean millions. children. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, who can do things like, with a mouse you could not believe there are like <laughs> whole entertainment networks like people were following streamers on Twitch you know millions of people I've, and no one knows I've, about this I follow I follow it's insane uh, I, I signed up to Twitch because my mate started streaming on it follow a couple of guys on Twitch that play um, player unknowns Battleground yeah. or PUBG I've, I've never played it yeah. are you I, a Fortnite or a guys, PUBG PUBG obviously Okay. More realistic. You can get, you can get PUBG on Rick's, your phone. Rick's now. also a DC you know fan as opposed to Marvel. Prefers the realism, yeah. gritty realism yeah. of PUBG as opposed to the fun colourfulness of Fortnite. Yeah, I'm a PlayStation guy, not a Nintendo guy. Yeah. Um, All right. We were talking about this earlier, though. I don't have time <laughs> to play computer games, but there are computer games that I want to watch being played. So I will occasionally find myself watching PUBG. people playing computer games. Let, let's had, plays are a cultural phenomenon. Like they generate lots of money. Mate, I, it's I, insane. I downloaded PUBG for my phone, which is a bizarre thing. It's like the control. It's exactly the same, but the control system's obviously weird because you're trying to like with like digital like vir virtual sticks on either side of the screen to control the character and it's, so it's all a bit weird the control system's a bit crap but uh and i've watched uh, i've watched uh, a couple of guys playing PUBG a few times online uh played it on my phone once last night i had a dream that i won a high profile game of PUBG. fuck off <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with me? that's how they get you <laughs> what is that about Doctor Disrespect. What about doping in esports? No, can you? Can you oh no, new nootropic stacks. Yeah. You can have people on like diazepam to control their like twitch movement and stuff. It's crazy. Like yeah, like concentration drugs. There's a big thing in the states, isn't there, about uh, like college students studying and they yeah. take 
uh, Adderall yeah. and something else, don't they? So yeah. they can concentrate for long periods yeah. of time. That must be rife in esports. There, are, there are communities that talk about their stacks, which is the combination of drugs that they take every single day in order to enhance their cognitive function. Mental. So, like you know, a ginseng extract with like <laughs> fucking Adderall and whatever. Yeah, it's mad. How computer game players have made drugs dorky. Within within the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, the amateur oh, for God's sake, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu ah. community, there is a, co- a constant like uh, that I'm in constant conversation with the other guys at Jiu Jitsu about what supplements that we're taking, because there's this like weird idea that we're eventually fine, like the sure. yellow brick road to the exact correct pairing of fucking um, <laughs> cod liver oil. Um, uh, <laughs> um, I can't remember any of the other stuff. <laughs> I don't but you're, you're calcium, calcium, and magne- calcium and magnesium. <laughs> for, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and you're just gonna wake up like, one day I with a pair of tits hanging <laughs> off your back. No, a guy, a guy at work went, a guy at um, jujitsu said to me, he's 28 years old and he went, I'm taking um, over 50 multivitamins because they're getting all of the stuff they're getting bigger dosages like that's what we need to be on so I immediately went out and brought over 50 like, I've got a big like jar of over 50 multivitamin at work because I want the good gear as well I'm not being left behind and that's like with steroids if there was a, like if I could go to the end of the road go to the pharmacy and be like I want to be off my nut huge like I want to be like people think that I'm about to keel over I want to be hosed John, like veins not, down John. my arm huge what have you got for me and they'll say nothing they'll go they go direct the, right, you this still don't understand how this works cocktail directly into your eyeball you three times a week and John, um, do pe- like five the only, pe- <laughs> the only people that are huge off of steroids yeah. were already massive before they started taking steroids <laughs> I, you need to get in the sh- gym actually, mate to be honest hugeness doesn't bother me I just want to be like more and more aggressively stronger because they keep bullying me. You still got to work out. No, I there's nothing you take that just makes you stronger. I've got good natural strength, thank you. And I work out. <laughs> well, why are you worried about the drugs? Because I want it even better. Uh, I want to be able to lift someone above my head and rip someone in half. Yeah, well, you moment, better get in the gym then. The lift above my head is a small girl. Yeah, but John, it's, a, it's about marginal gains. It's about being able to do 12 reps instead Fuck of 10. your marginal gains. <laughs> I want maximal gains. Yeah. I want your gains, your gains, your gains. Yeah. Well, some of the work. I don't mind doing like the fun work. I do do pharma carries um, because it's the most. Because that's the step, one step before the the tear. No, because I'm going to be doing overhead presses and pharma carries. I've got like 14 minutes in which I can exercise. So I want like the maximum (laughs) amount of exercise for the minimum amount of time. Hits. High intensity. Uh, high intensity. Uh, I want no halo trade. High altitude, low opening. And by <laughs> high altitude, I mean off my nut. By low opening, taking as much as I can until I'm just uh, spread along the floor, <laughs> unable to move. Oh well. Um, talking of John being spread along the floor, um, uh, did you see the man who is the flat Earth believer who um, has finally blasted himself in a rocket into space? Did you? Jesus like, Christ. Twitter? Potentially, yeah. the look on his face when they pull him out of the capsule after he <laughs> arse lands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like you knew what was gonna happen, buddy. Reminded me of Farage when his plane crashed. Yes, <laughs> I have that framed in my house what is next this? to Give a picture the- of my mum. Give me the give me the story. What is this? So there's a guy who's a flat Earth researcher, Mad Mike Hughes 
who... Um, Do you think he knows his nickname's Mad? Oh, his, his, his nickname, yeah, yeah. For he himself. Gave, yeah, I imagine he gave it to himself. Is there anything worse than giving yourself a nickname? Yeah, when he's, he's down the pub, relentlessly referring to himself as Mad Mike, hoping, yeah. hoping that one day someone says it back. When I was at university, I had a friend um, we used to call Trigger, and we, he said that we <laughs> called him Trigger because he went off like a gun, but we called him Trigger because he was fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, only fools yeah, and horses, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like a simpering man-child. Yeah. He used to call his granddad, he was like 20 years old, 21 years old, and he used to call his granddad Grangrad. <laughs> Wasn't he some kind of lethal weapon? Though, yeah, yeah. He? So he got when he was at school, he got bullied. So he started doing hapkido, and it was like giving an arsonist a flamethrower <laughs> because he then, like, he then went from being like a you know twelve year old boy to when I met him at nineteen, being like six foot five and built like a brick shit house. Yeah. When he um, a, a, a local girl refi- referred to him as a condom full of walnuts. <laughs> what? Uh, no, no, no that's, <laughs> that's true. Jack Reacher book. <laughs> but anyway, so he goes to us one day. He, he says to us one day, "I don't want to be called Trigger anymore, boys." And uh, we went, "Oh yeah, Trigger. What do you want to be called then?" And he went, "I want to be called Panther." <laughs> And so we're like, yeah, we'll call you Panther from yeah. now on, Trigger. Yeah, yeah. See you later, Trigger. Take care, <laughs> So yeah, oh, you can't give yourself him. a nickname. R.I.P. Trick. R.I.P. Trick. The man, the legend. He's still alive. Can we get him on well. the show? No, I haven't spoken to him in years. He yeah. could be in prison for all I know. Oh, Jesus. Rest in prison. So anyway, <laughs> man, my rest in power. <laughs> <laughs> so go on, sorry. Uh, Mad Mike um, has been trying to prove that... Uh, that the earth is flat and he decided the best way to do this he can't trust NASA I'm going to build my own rocket so he um, he's been trying to get a launch going for ages and actually the government have been stopping it, have been stopping him I think mainly because they're like we don't want you to accidentally kill yourself yeah. or fly into a plane can you do it like yeah. properly and he's got a steam powered rocket oh, Jesus Christ so anyway he finally did it he's a good lad He's a good lad. He's a flat earther. He's not a good lad. He's tried his best. He's not hurting anyone with his manic. Like he might have. Maybe he's only going to hurt himself. Anyway. Or the plane that you just mentioned. But the the most annoying bit about it is well, no, because they finally found him an area where there's not going to be a plane, obviously. But the best bit is they've gone. He's gone up there, 350 miles an hour top speed, um, which we don't know how he measured it because he doesn't agree with science. (laughs) Um, And he's. He's not said, yeah, the Earth's flat, or no, it's not. Like, he's not got up high enough, I'm assuming. He's a bit all big leg <laughs> now. It's completely pointless. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he didn't Can we see go, the video? Yeah. He didn't yes. go any higher than commercial planes fly. You can still see, you must still be able to see the curvature of the Earth at that high. I think Dave's point is, if he can see it from where he got to, then he could yeah. have seen it from a commercial plane and not bothered spending his entire life down. building a rocket. <laughs> Come on. Come on, man. Mad Mike Hughes in Liberty One. <laughs> Liberty one. It's on a fucking trailer. It's on the back of a van. Like, you're. Oh my god. Go. Those people didn't even realise. They like. They like. They missed it. Look at him go. Look at that rocket fly. The people in the foreground were the best bit of this video. He's gone up about. If I had to guess, I'd say about three hundred meters. Is that because somewhere in the article it said around 300? <laughs> no, 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 no. Are your eyeballs? Your, your eyeball yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Yeah. Let's see if I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Was that just 50 meters on, out, mate? On the desert where you no, could. 350 uh, miles an hour. 
We got nothing in terms of. Oh, wait a minute. What? 68 miles. You went six. No, what 68 miles would be in like. No, that's that's, that's above yeah, the yeah. atmosphere. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So no, sorry. I've oh, that's how that. high you'd have to go. That's what he intended. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. that's how I'd have to go. 68 miles. Intended to get him high enough into the air to test the flat Earth theory. Yeah, 68 all he had to miles. Do was well above the breathable atmosphere. Legalizing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, um, guys, you want to come around and look at this picture? Um, the Pope's been in Mexico um, this week, and um, he also said hell doesn't exist, which we can talk about in a second. Um, but a dog got onto the bit where the Pope's about to walk um, on the parade, and, and it's just walked like in. Like he's, the dog. Having, he's having a great time. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. my usual room. What's going on? Thank you. Finally, oh, yeah. someone noticed. <laughs> Plugging that, away for you. That, that reminds me of that, you know, the Carl Pilkington bit where he's, he's talking with Ricky Gervais, Aww. and he said uh, he's moving, he's moving house in London, and it was only around a corner. So he's like walking along, holding like a broom, and his and his and his missus has got a lamp, and, and he's got a you know radio under his arm, and it was on the day of the of the uh, London Marathon, <laughs> and people were like cheering him, thinking he was doing a fun run. <laughs> Carrying a bin under his arm. <laughs> so, do we do we agree with the Pope? Does hell exist? Hell does not exist. No. You? Uh, yeah, no, I completely agree. Do you yeah. not remember that time that I last time that I? It. No, when I hell is other people. I was telling you about. <laughs> I don't know if it was. If you ever heard it, yeah. I mean, my my opinion. We're on is, the worst possible timeline. Have you heard this of is... Roko's Basilisk? No, Rousseau's... No, no, Rocco's Basilisk. So it's based off of... Um, no, 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 hold on, hold on. But this is... It's not Rousseau. It's um, someone else. It's Rocco. No, it's not Rocco. It's um, someone well, else's let Basilisk. Let me tell you what it is first, and then I, and then you tell me if it's if you're thinking it's, of the same thing. So, so Rocco's Basilisk is it's the idea... It's not called Rocco. Well, wait, wait. <laughs> well, let him give you the theory, and then if you still don't agree, then... Yeah. Right. So Rocco's Basilisk is the theory that eventually... Oh, actually, before I've got to preface this, so anyone listening, and people listening now, by telling you this, I may be consigning you to um, like a, a fate of eternal torture. Um, but if you so if you don't want to listen, yeah, so if you don't want to listen, I'm absolutely fine with you not listening. I mean, some would argue that uh, listening to this podcast is <laughs> akin to that, anyway. So, so good as hell. <laughs> um, Roko's basilisk is the idea that. Eventually, they're going to make an AI, and that AI is going to be so powerful, it's going to be able to solve all of the problems in the world. But the AI is also going to be a bit vindictive, and it's going to say, well, hang on a minute. It was so All of the people that died unnecessarily because I didn't get invented quicker, if the people that understood how good a post-AI future would be had just donated all of their money to making me, we could have made me sooner, we could have saved me. So it'll say retroactively, I'll take the people that... And retroactively, I'll take or retrospectively the same thing. Sure. Um, I'll take the people who knew that um, they should plow all of their money into AI and didn't, and I'll torture them forever as a le as like a kind of retrospective lesson learned. So my personal opinion is that we live in Rocco's Basilisk. That um, if you think about like simulation, it's more likely that we're not the um, the group of people that invent a simulated reality. We're more likely to live somewhere between one and infinite amount of simulations and we just all live in a simulation where the worst possible things can happen as opposed to just nice things and that's Rocco's Basilisk but why do nice things happen nice thing because right so this is my this is uh, this is my personal theory about the Basilisk yeah 
it would be it wouldn't be believable if you were just being like burnt alive 24 hours a day 365 days a year it's the hope is what kills us like the hope of nice things happening we get we get jeremy corbyn into power of the labor party do you know what socialism might come through hey anti-semitism storms coming no one's gonna vote for him anymore and even labor hope. member parties are like yeah i'm gonna go with the tories on this yeah, one and really hope, fuck it, over it, my own party it's hope what kills you like you have to have the nice moments the sweet they say that like the sweet's not so sweet without the sour well the sour's not so sour without the sweet you need those nice moments for when the real kicker hits you so that's what i think and never get bad enough and that my theory is this we'll always be on the precipice of a world ending event but the world will never end and that's how i know that ropos basilisk is real so there'll always be the chance the close chance will always be five minutes to midnight three minutes to midnight on the doomsday clock you'll be worrying about the like vague existential threat of, of us all at one moment turning to hot ash but it'll never quite happen because that's the torture of it that's part of this elaborate John, torture how scheme by would, the would a world where the best possible outcome happens all the time be actually a world at all you you need the bad stuff in order to appreciate, appreciate the, good. the good. You know, yeah, it's like Bob yeah. Ross said in painting, you have light and dark, dark you yeah. know, and you need <laughs> the darkness in order to see the light. Yeah. But no, like, I think like... Um, so so, so you can't have a... You can't, like, the, the whole concept of heaven, we talk about hell, the concept mm. of heaven being like, you know, just all good things yeah. all the time. I mean, how, how would you have any benchmark by which to know if something was good? If well, I mean, like, the original idea of heaven is that you live uh, uh, like a life of like struggle and um, strife so that you have True. a point to compare to it so if you if you try and be oh, good sure. in yeah, a difficult yeah, yeah. period when you get to the good place you appreciate that goodness because you've lived through such a difficult time okay so is it the same basilisk theory you were thinking of no i was thinking of another one <laughs> would i be allowed to wear this hat if there wasn't a super intelligent computer slowly torturing me thinking that this looks good it's just it's just one of those uh, 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 kind of academic thought exercises that doesn't mean anything Theo like, found out about simulation theory and had like a like a proper like well he watched the breakdown. Matrix yeah, yeah. No, no, he watched the Matrix the other night with me actually yeah um, but no, he uh, he saw it on YouTube and he read up about it. And I said, like, well, it's probably likely that we don't really exist in like a physical sense that we probably do exist in some. You told him that that was likely. Well, it is more likely because you've got a chance between one and infinite. It's more likely you're going to exist somewhere on the after the one, and you're going to be the first thing that did it. So it's really unlikely that we're the first intelligent um, species in the like universe. Completely agree. Because you're more likely to be the 557th than you are to be the first. So the NASA Kepler Sky Survey uh, has done about oof, a survey of about 2,000 planets with candidate, uh, sorry, 2,000 stars with candidate planets. Uh, and the, basically most stars have some kind of solar system, i.e. Uh, planets going around them. And that's just a sample of 2,000. There are such an unquantifiable amount of stars in the galaxy that and and we now that we know a lot about sort of I, abiogenesis and the fact that life can spring out of you know complex chemical reactions the, the, the chances of there being life in the universe are actually really really high maybe not intelligent life that would be quite hard to find but basic biological structures yeah. that agree like there's so many stars in the Agreed. universe it's ridiculous I mean, the, the other argument agree. is that um, twenty-eight zeros is that we're very likely to be the first because it takes this long to get to this point. 
So it's 14 billion but years. But we have, we, we have a sample size of one yeah. to be able but to well, determine. They think, they think, yeah, 14 billion years to get to intelligent life. But we have a song. But that's, but that's on the reliance that the 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 simulation isn't suggesting to us that fourteen billion years is where we're at. We're talking about two different things now. Yeah, but we say, <laughs> we we objectively know that the universe is thirteen point seven billion years old. We, from, yeah, yeah our we know that. Our universe is thirteen point seven. But what about if our universe is in somebody's what if it's simulated? Computer? Yeah. yeah. Then it might be 15 minutes. So just get another cryptocurrency, just get another Bitcoin out. This is every time they do one of those Bitcoin transactions. (laughs) That's why I can't afford a new graphics card for my computer (laughs) because of you fuckers. What's irrelevant? Whether it's a simulation or not. No, it's completely irrelevant. Yeah. Because it's irrelevant. Well, I mean, until like if you could work your way. There was a a cartoon in the 80s, and I can't remember what it's called, but I found it on YouTube the other week. About uh, and it was about a man who's asleep in bed, and while he's sleeping, an entire civilization exists in his dream, mm-hmm. and they realise that actually they're uh, they exist in this one man's head, and uh, there's five minutes left on his alarm clock before it goes off, and he wakes up, and they stop to exist, they stop existing, stop to exist, <laughs> uh, and uh, someone get him another. <laughs> It seems to exist, yeah. in the fridge, and they um, cider in the fridge, and they uh, invent a system that will allow them to traverse into the real world, so they can kidnap him and lock him in a soft padded room in their reality, so he sleeps forever because of the time difference. So that's what they do. So if we could work out if we're in simulation or not, maybe we could work out a way to stop the simulation getting turned off. The further down the stack of simulations you are, the more likely it is that you just blink out of existence because somebody further up the stack turns off the computer. Yeah, but only if uh, that's that's uh, that's only uh, the case if the timelines are concurrent. Because the computer only needs to be on a second, fifty sto- fifty levels up. Ah, oh, that yeah, thank you. <laughs> the computer only needs to be on for a second, fifty levels up, for us to live fifty billion years. What, like in Inception? Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. Who knows? Like that anyway. song, that Texas song, Can "Once in a Lifetime." Jokes, <laughs> <laughs> Greatest band of all time. Quite possibly. Uh, yeah. That, but that Method Man collab was lit. <laughs> Greatest band of this simulation. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's all academic, isn't it? Anyway, yeah. gives a shit. Oh, yeah. It's definitely worth. There we go. Yeah, but once you get an AI that programs itself, hey, you, you t- don't. You two are regular churchgoers nowadays, aren't you? How does this make you feel? Excellent. How does this all this talk of simulation make you feel? Are you Protestant or Catholic? Prodies. Maybe God is a programmer. Uh, Pass the mic over, Nikki. Let's get him on. Um, so you don't have to. You don't have to worry about what um, the pontiff says about um, whether hell. heaven or hell is not real. Do no. the Do the Anglicans believe? I don't worry about that at all. Yeah, not believe. Yeah, because you were saying this the other week. Protestants don't believe in. You were telling me something about Protestants not believing in hell. So I was saying that I'm. No, I think they don't. No, no, no. They don't believe that. Uh, oh, correct me if I'm wrong. They don't believe that um, suicide is a cardinal sin, do they? No. No. Who does? The Catholics. Catholics, yeah. Catholics, yeah. Catholics or just the Pope? Uh, well, apparently, the Pope's, Pope's giving no <laughs> shits anymore. It's one of living in Yeah, he's inventing his own stuff. Open it. Go for it. I think there's another one. I'm on the big Pope side of things. Uh, no, that, yeah, that's one of the the, the differences, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And like origi- uh, what's the sin? What being born into sin? That's 
Catholic yeah. idea as well, isn't it? It's like underarm yeah. bowling. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like underarm bowling. Yeah. So yeah. Dad's been trying to push this underarm bowling agenda since we but talked about it. to come uh, onto uh, the mic. Yeah. Let's <laughs> talk about <laughs> it. I'm trying to watch yeah, uh, yeah, it was like 1981. Like 1981. Yeah. The Kiwis yeah. will never, ever, ever forgive them, so they are going to be. See, that was within the rules. Again, I think that's absolutely fine. Cheating, like, yeah, it wasn't cheating. It wasn't cheating. It's not in the spirit of the game. It's it was like within the rules. It's like using sandpaper on the ball. I'm going to do an Under Armour. That's against the rules, specifically. Of course, you can't tamper with the ball. That's against the rules, Dad. Sandpaper's not tampering. Sandpaper's not tampering. Sandpaper nice one. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Just shot your own argument to pieces there, mate. There's no definition Look, of tamper. No, but, but it don't is so be ridiculous. Don't be ridiculous. Tampering with the ball. The bowling incidents was so against the spirit of the game that it is basically cheating. I mean, it's disgusting. But there's, and there's, there's no, and there's Australia are serial repeaters at cheating because they can't true. stand to be beaten. Yep. There we go. Listen, I'm I'm absolutely. If it's within the rules to bowl underarm, if it's within the rules to bowl underarm, then then and they, 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 they and it's not anymore, is it? It's They've not, changed yeah, the no, rules now, but at the time it was not against the rules. Don't have a problem with it. Don't have a problem with it. Won the game, and it's the same no, as in basketball, no, 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 right? No, no. It's the same as in basketball, it's like, it's right? Like, like, in basketball, they've got there's a rule, right? So if you foul if you foul someone, right? Um, uh, and uh, and your team has has, has accumulated uh, the right number of fouls that accumulated so the right number of fouls. Then uh, every time you foul someone, even if it's just a little tap, little you know, would be a non-carding offence in football. You still get the equivalent of a penalty. So you get you get uh, free throws for it, right? Um, so if your team has fouled five times in a quarter, then every foul after that you get free throws for it, even if you weren't in a shooting position, right? So at the end of the game, right? My, my team is three points up, okay? All right, your team inbounds the ball. You've got the ball. You've got one opportunity. You could shoot a three-pointer and tie the game up. I foul you on your first dribble. You get two free throws. Even if you make both of them, I'm still one up. All I've got to do is rebound and I've won the game. So you're rewarding the person who's fouling. It's completely within it's the rules. It's gamesmanship. What is underarm bowling if it's within yeah, the rules? What is sport if you don't uphold some kind of like gamesmanship and, and kind of sporting integrity? This this attitude of doing whatever it takes to win is the same reason why Lance Armstrong's juiced up to the But that's against board. the rules. No, 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 but this, this mentality of we must do whatever it takes, even if we'll just make the game this kind of cold-hearted... You know, almost mathematical. You know, any 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 angle that we can use. No one wants to watch that shit. So if you if you were coaching that basketball team, you wouldn't employ that tactic. Ask the um, Oakland Athletics who ask the Oakland Athletics um, fans what they prefer. Did they prefer before Billy Bean started um, implementing sabermetrics, or did they prefer afterwards when they went on the longest winning streak in at the time in uh, baseball history? But sabermetrics is just looking at the stats and. Then turning, drawing yeah. and going, oh right, now on base percentage it, is dope. Let's yeah. use it. Let's get yeah. some people up through the Who draft. Who always system. get through, get on, get onto first base. But when it was happening, people were saying, first of all, they were saying it wasn't working. Then when it was working, they were saying it's against the core beliefs of the game. It doesn't and it's the change same in football. The, if, you look at, if, you look in, if you look in professional football, I'm a John on this when one. when Barcelona play free flowing, beautiful football, that's the platonic ideal of what football should be like. But 
It's not the point. The point in a game of football is not how well you pass the ball. It's how often you put the ball into the back of the net to win and stop the opposing person doing the same thing. If you're going to go to Chelsea, so like, so no, no, no. So like, so I always had a problem when people would ring into um, like to talk radio and say um, Stoke are uh, bad for the game of football. They're ruining the beautiful game. They just play the long ball. This is just bullshit. No, they're just trying to win with a less efficient. With a with a, they're trying to increase the like the efficiency of what they can do with less resources. That's impressive. That's the, important. That's, it's, so that's it's dehumanizing. From, it's like saying uh, I have my job because it stops me from dying. What if you love your job? Like like there has to be uh, a human. Uh, dimension to sport and by you know doing the underarm bowling thing or some kind of other nefarious type of action really? basically like what's the fucking point in doing it because it's just ticking boxes because you won the game what was the thing with what was right, the thing you won the game about great rugby? you won the game anyone around but this table know about rugby the human dimension yep. right here's a good example Dave what happened with um, the Italian I think it was the Italian team yes. when they um, started bad. doing something to do with their rucks <laughs> And the England team were go. we don't know what to do, we don't know what to do. And the referee was like, well, your coaches are going to have to, either you're going to have to work it out, your coaches are going to have to tell yeah, you they're, they're not doing anything illegal. The tackle, yeah. then you can't be offside. So you can stand anywhere you like. And that stopped England passing the ball back. Yeah. This was it, because, so because they hadn't started a, a ruck at any point, nobody could be offside. Yeah. And so you have a group of English players asking the referee, what's the ruling here? Yeah. What can I do? What can't I do? Because they'd never come across that before. But it's no different to looking at the 2015 um, World Cup final against Australia, where they just hadn't come across the kind of kicking game that England were playing before. Mm. And so they weren't ready to counter it. They didn't understand it. Um, and, and England were able to kick their way to a World Cup final without playing what the Australians would consider fair rugby. So my point is that within a rule set, you can find tactics. That's, that's tactics. You find tactics you can exploit, and then you exploit those tactics to win. Because the idea in the rule set, as long as you're not breaking the rules, like tampering with the ball, which is agreed that that's rule breaking, um, if you're, if you're, if you could find a way to tamper with a ball that was within the rule set, you mm -hmm. should do it. If it was a tactical. If we it, go back to our original thing, which was about the underarm uh, ball incident in the early '80s, where Australia basically bowled underarm in order to not get a boundary and thus take the win, it's so like obviously, fragrantly, just you know, it's just so in in your face, not the way that cricket is supposed to be played that it you know it, well, so why don't they do that why don't they bowl like that every, why don't they bowl like that every because bowl no, because nobody had the balls to do it before no no and no, then no, they changed what, the rules but, afterwards but, yeah but why yeah. Why wouldn't you why wouldn't you choose to, to bowl like that every time because, I, I, like, because you would never get anyone out right no well, one's no, going to no, get no. fucking bowled out with a with a with a, a, no, a, no. a, a, a grass cutter or whatever they absolutely call it absolutely not right? but people can so, win a game Exactly. So it's a weapon in your arsenal that you were legally allowed to use. But then you're not allowed to use it after the fact when they say it's it, against it the rules. Took well, that I'm talking about it at a time. You're, you're allowed to use it until a point where you're not allowed. So if they adapt the rules of the game, yes, because somebody has done something which they can no see. one had done before yeah. for but, a long time. But it's not just that no one has done it for a long time. It's that they can see that that gives that individual or that team an unsportsmanlike advantage. Yeah. 
but it is your responsibility if you are a player on that team and you can do so within the rules win the game that you are trying to win and the difference I between and the other you win the game but do you win the hearts and minds <laughs> of, the, of the fans who are watching yeah you do if they're on your team <laughs> yes. you don't give a shit because yeah. yeah. no one cares you do if you're an Australian oh, nice. yeah. see that nice <laughs> I was going to do that oh, well. unbelievable I'm, your, I'm the new husband, so... Your hair looks fabulous, darling. Thank you. It's too, a bit too far. Like, nice was... Like, <laughs> he's just showing off. You don't know it looks fabulous? I think it looks awesome. <laughs> um, Listen, you, we're one minute... We're, we're an hour and 20 minutes in. Should we wrap it up? Should we, should we wrap it up? Um, does anyone have anything to promote? No. Uh, does, yeah, yeah. Is anyone doing any We didn't talk about the Hulkster in heaven. Oh, can we... Can we uh, should we save it for next week or yeah fine yeah Holster in Heaven review next week um, uh, please please once it's up and running check out Jane Cakes 47 uh, presents uh, Cake Stand presents Gatto, Gatto Blasters yeah. Yeah. Um, and by next week I'm going to have like 50 cake yes. names yeah, uh, yeah I'm going to go sure. just re- to the point where you're going to say them Junkie, off. Just I think Drizzle uh, Nicky Pizas, uh, check him out on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, apricot underscore systems. Don't at me. Don't at him. <laughs> That's the end of that sentence. Don't don't at him, but definitely listen to his music. Uh, anyone else want to plug anything while they're here? Good. You want to do the Good as Hell plugs? Yeah. Um, follow us on. Listen to us on Good as Hell podcast, which is. A, <laughs> keeps listen to us on week. this. Yeah. Can yeah. I just say uh, you, you got to make SoundCloud the premier link that people click on. This iTunes oh, shit sure. is is, is like non-denominational. Well, no, not everyone's got an. Uh, uh, I've got an Android phone. Oh. I don't have iTunes. So check it out on, on SoundCloud and iTunes. No wonder so many SoundCloud numbers are off the chart. Oh, yeah, iTunes like numbers two hundred. Just go SoundCloud. It's 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 agnostic. Uh, it's okay. an agnostic. It's a website. SoundCloud. But I want people like subscribing it. on iTunes. No. Rate and review. Can my you friend. follow? Well, follow it's us on iTunes. Two thousand and seven. Follow us on um, SoundCloud, and I'll be like. I, I am following SoundCloud. Yay! I responded. I left a comment on you like episode says 11. six. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what does because, eleven mean? Because at that, if you don't notice, there's a timestamp. Yeah, and you guys were talking about is it the tenth house party or the eleventh? Oh. And I remember, even though I wasn't at the eleventh. Yeah, maybe put a bit of context around your answer. It's just like eleven, and I'm like, I don't know what this. Maybe means. look. Maybe listen to the. I know. I listen. He doesn't listen. <laughs> you were talking about it. There's a timestamp. Like. Three minutes forty. I. Oh. Uh, anyway. Like internet, mate. Let's go. Anyway. anyway, thank you very much, everybody. Appreciate you. Oh wait a minute. So follow us on uh, follow us at Good as Hell Cast on Twitter. Yeah. Email us Good as Hell Podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on SoundCloud. Our SoundCloud link is something. Good. It's just Good as Hell, isn't it? I don't know. If you go onto SoundCloud and you search for users, uh, good as hell, then we're the first one that comes up. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. All right. Bye. Bye. Woo! Thanks, everybody. Woo! Cheers, eh? Oh, that was good. Long episode, Jono. Street, concentrating on truck and ride. I heard a dog voice beside of me, and I looked round in a state of fright.
I saw four faces, one mad, a brother from the gutter. They looked me up and down a bit and turned to each other. Don't you walk through my words Cause you ain't got 